Hi guys, and welcome back to a new episode of Hurricane Hope. My name is Hope, um, or you can call me Raviv. You can, you can call me Hope, you, that's my real name. You can call me Raviv, which is my new stage name. Whatever works for you, totally cool with either one. But welcome back to a new episode. I think for the time being, I'm probably going to just keep this as Hurricane Hope and not, not change that name just quite yet. But we have a lot to talk about because my debut single as Raviv called Sahara dropped uh, six days ago on Friday and I on the 5th and holy shit I I feel a lot of things I want to talk about Sahara now that hopefully you've heard it and if you haven't then my name's Hope Vista I recently announced that I would be releasing pop music under the name Revive which is a play on the word revive and the debut single Sahara dropped on uh, March 5th I have no concept of time. I almost just said February 5th, but dropped on March 5th, the first of many singles to come, the first of much music to come and many ideas to come. And um, and last week I did an episode talking about going from Hope Vista to Vista to Revive. So today I really want to delve into Sahara and the branding behind it, the unveil, the writing, the sound. I want to really get into that um, and really use this space to get more in depth about this this time of my life in this era i don't want to call it a project because i don't consider it to be a project i consider it to just be who i am now at 27 which i know i talked about last week that um you know revive is the best way that i could most accurately show people who i am artistically now so yeah, so let's get into it. So Sahara's out. I, you know, I think I brought this up last week too, but the difference between this and anything else I've done musically in the past is that I went into this with no expectations. I went into this not running a press campaign. I went into this just doing it because I love Revive and I love what I've written and I love what I've been able to do so far. And I've never really been able to say that I fully, 100% wholeheartedly love other things that I've done in the past. Of course, there, there have been things that I've been proud of and, and loved, but but not but not unconditionally. This this feels to me so natural and exciting. And I'm really, really stoked that y'all got a chance to listen to the first Revive song because what to me, and I'm going to explore this more in the next single, but what to me is most um, enjoyable about Revive and what I love the most about it is the fact that I have the opportunity to continually experiment and I can... I can do whatever the hell I want. I can write what I want. I could experiment with whatever sounds I want. You know, I've always been inspired by different tones and synths and, and, and melodies. And I get to really just toy around and do whatever feels best and do whatever feels the most, um, the most loved. That opportunity is so fucking cool. That's what Revive has been. It's just, just taking, taking any path and, uh, any path that I want and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if I love it, I can just say, yo, I love this. And, and that's it. So the opportunity to experiment is the, the real basis of what Revive is and what Revive is going to continue to be. But let's delve into Sahara. So Sahara is the first single. It is not the first song that I wrote for Revive, but it was one of the first. I, uh, the first song I wrote for Revive is a single that is going to be dropping uh, in the future. I don't know what date yet, but it will be dropping in the future. But I think this was either like the second or the third song I wrote for Revive, and I wrote it on guitar and I wrote it at home and I, I just 
had the lyric, uh, been walking for a hundred years, I'm starting to get tired. And that spoke to a lot of different situations. It wasn't um, generalized. It, it was it was really based around a couple situations in my life where I felt like I had just been going and going and going and going and going. And I was never able to, to get home. I was never able to get to the finish line or reach safety or reach a place of, of um, accomplishment or completion. So I felt when I started writing Sahara, which was last year, like I think last summer, I was tired of shit. I was just so exhausted physically, mentally. And I was just, you know, I was like, my body's on fire. And that one lyric in particular, which is in the first verse as well, my body is on fire. um, Terrible singing on my part. But that really refers to, it's kind of a, a, a reference to my fibromyalgia, which is a pain disorder that I have that was triggered by PTSD and grief. Um, that causes widespread pain across my body. And it does kind of feel like your body's on fire at points. And that was um, that was sort of a metaphor of sorts to kind of pay, not pay homage, but kind of reference, you know, having fibromyalgia and, and my body being in, in pain uh, chronically. So overall, I wouldn't say that the song is about one specific event, but it pulls from lots of different things. And that's an example of one of them. When you get to the second verse, um, the first line of that is, I remember when I lost my hope. And that that stands for exactly what it says, but there's also a dual meaning. I remember when I lost my hope, when I lost my stage name, when I chose to shed that, when I felt like that didn't represent who I was as an artist anymore. I remember when I lost my hope, my name. And having that dual meaning, you know, it was a little Easter egg. It, it kind of, those small things really added a lot more depth to Sahara than people might realize at first listen, especially if they don't know that it's me. I think a lot of people have not really realized that I've changed my username and have no idea that it's me, which I ended up doing. I changed all my handles to I am Revive. My socials were Hope Vista for like 10 years, like Twitter. It had been the same forever since I got it in 2009. Everything was the same. So to change those, I think it's definitely caused a little bit of confusion. But especially for myself, I'm like, who is Revive? And then I remember that it's me. Um, but I like having those dual Easter egg kind of kind of things because if people have known me for a while, then they might be able to pick up on some of those things. And I think that's really cool to um, throw in those extra references and give those those lyrics more than one meaning. And that type of layering has always been really, really cool to me as a writer and something that I work to continuously expand upon. But um, so... I think the chorus of this song is probably the most um, the most different from anything I've ever done. It's not a powerhouse chorus. It's not something that explodes. It's not something that, um, you know, it, it's not an explosive chorus. And I think that the layering of the vocals in this chorus and bringing it down to a lower level uh, melodically, it really, for me, it really sat in the pocket of where my voice hits its stride. I'm an alto, so I'm, I'm, my voice is, is pretty low, and I don't have a massive range. Um, I can get up to soprano one, but, like, not, not too high with my, with my chest voice, so I really wanted to write a chorus that sat in my pocket. With other stuff that I'd done, I really tried to write these big, explosive choruses, and I found that my voice didn't really sound good up in those ranges because, um, or with, with those higher notes, it just was not 
where my voice sat. So for Raviv, I wanted to to keep it, you know, push myself melodically, but really stay in a range that is comfortable for me and instead experiment with, with different notes and different melodies and switching between head voice and chest voice and those kinds of things. Um, so this chorus is so I just thought it was the coolest thing. I And the funny thing is with this song, how I knew Raviv was right for me was when I wrote this song, I wrote the chorus on the fly. I didn't think about it. I didn't come back to it. I just wrote the verse, wrote the chorus, wrote the verse, wrote the bridge, and that was it. And with other songs that I've done, I would write the verses, then I would write the bridge, and I would save the chorus for last and struggle with it for days because writing choruses in those higher ranges just was not my thing. I had a really hard time. But I knew this was right because I banged out the chorus in like five minutes and I heard it in my head. Is so hot, I can't breathe. A very staccato melody, which again was something I really didn't do. And then I thought about the vocal stacking and layering up those harmonies. And I said to myself, shit, this could be so haunting and so eerie and really get across the point of feeling exhausted and going through the desert trudging through sand just to try to get home just to walking across the sahara with the hope that home is on is at the end of of the desert where the you know where the sand ends and yeah i was really i still really that's my favorite part of the song really really stoked about that chorus i heard the melodies in my head i heard the layering i heard the production and that was what another big difference was you know I, my, my fiance Okan is, you know, producing these, these songs. And for the first time he knew exactly what I was hearing. He, you know, I played the song for him acoustically. I said, this is what I'm thinking. And then he totally brought that chorus to life. The verses, like everything. It's got a synth pop, um, vein, you know, it's, it's very synth pop, but it also allows for opportunity to be ghostly and to create a really weird type of fusion it's not it doesn't sit in one pop pocket and that's what i wanted i want to keep up the process of you know keeping every song different but still revive so this was just the first taste of it the next single is completely different than this song i'm not even going to go there yet because it's only been not even a week since the first one came out but you know that's just what's going to be cool in in my opinion at least just to give different flavors of pop so that chorus was lower. It wasn't explosive. You know, I'm not hitting any crazy, crazy belted out notes, but it has a a vibe to it that is chill, kind of sad, kind of desperate. And I really personally can visualize going through the, the desert and really forcing my feet through, you know, hot sand to get to that that ultimate place of safety. But I wanted to keep the bridge simple. I didn't feel like this song needed a an overdone bridge or a completely rewritten with a fresh melody bridge. I really wanted to reiterate the point of been walking for a hundred years, my body is on fire because that that nailed into my body physically being in pain with the fibromyalgia. It nailed in the concept of being just physically and mentally exhausted on on both ends. I just wanted to drive the point home get back into that chorus, kick it up a notch the second time around, and that's it. Keep it simple, keep it very straightforward structurally, but toy around with different types of production throughout the track. So structurally, it's it's nothing, you know, abnormal, but the production quality throughout and hearing those switches and, and it's, 
it's something that I never thought I would be able to make, something that I never thought I would be able to write or release, and I got the chance, and yeah, that's Sahara, lots of Easter eggs, a very um, melody-driven chorus, and I kept simple, used that head voice for the pre-chorus, and, and that was it structurally. In regards to the marketing of the single, I didn't run a press campaign for this. I didn't, um, all I did was send a press release um, for the announce and for the release. So this wasn't built on press, which is something that I would normally do, but I didn't want to take that route this time because I wanted to really put the emphasis on introducing Revive and telling that story. So I made all my own graphics and I took all my own pictures and I edited all my own pictures. And the reason why I did that, all of that by myself, is because I really just wanted to try my hand at designing the visuals behind Revive and keeping it simple, keeping it focused and centered. People could figure out exactly what the, you know, the color palette of Revive is and what, um, you know, how the style differs from maybe what I wore with Vista and um, my style has changed a lot since then, not changed, but just gotten a, a lot more simplified. And I wanted my, my to try my hand at, at doing those things. So I created a package of graphics, announce graphics, pre-save graphics, swipe up graphics, letters. I, you know, um, in Revive's ears, which is a playlist that I do every week now saying what I'm listening to, I really wanted to create a collective that, uh, or a collection of images that really... Uh, really drove the point home as to what the branding is of Revive. It's eerie. It's dark. It's, you know, it's primarily black and white with some some navy, which is what the logo is. Um, it, it's simple, but captivating. And someone said to me something about the aesthetic of Revive last week. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was so glad that someone noticed that because I had been building those graphics since like March of last year, like when the pandemic first started. That was when I started making the graphics. I revised them many, many, many times. The artwork changed like 10 times, but there were a lot of elements that I wanted to include into these graphics. Desert, you know, sand. I wanted to get the color palette set, the black, white, and navy, the gray, really identify that color palette. I wanted to capture the mood of the, that track in, in, you know, particular of walking through the desert. There were certain things I wanted to hit upon, and I made a lot of graphics. And that's how I unveiled Revive. I really went heavy on the graphics. It's going to be a little different for the next single. I already have that planned out and made. But I wanted to use my words to explain to people who Revive is and what's coming. Because, you know, I do have a degree in writing and that's, I mean, I have, have a lot of education on how to write correctly, but words for me have always been a big way of effectively expressing what it is that's in my head. So writing some letters, you know, putting my thoughts out there on Twitter, delving into these podcasts again, it was all a way and still is and going to be a way for me to get the message across clearly. Here's what the single is. Here's who Revive is. Here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's where it came from. Those um, aspects of Revive and Sahara right now specifically help me to clearly tell the story. And again, that's why I like doing the podcast so much. I'm literally just sitting in my room in a chair with a microphone in my hand. I can't feel my head because I just got neck injections a few hours ago, but I'm sitting here in the comfort of my home in sweatpants, a sweater, hair pulled back, and I'm able to just sit here and talk to you guys about what it is that I'm creating. And that to me 
has so much potential to expand, but it also brings it down to a really personal, open-ended level. And I would love to hear what people think about what they've seen and heard of Revive so far, because getting feedback from other eyes and other ears and, you know, what they see and how they interpret stuff is always really helpful. And I just like hearing feedback in general because it helps me grow. But so that was what I did for Sahara. A lot of graphics, a lot of text-based graphics, because I'm not a graphic designer. I I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, but I love text-based um, promo graphics because I think that best uh, represents what Revive represents. And me and Revive are not two different people. It's just another name that I'm using. It's me 100%. And yeah, text has always just kind of, I don't know, it's just always been the best option for, for someone like me who loves words and loves to put put my thoughts into words. So that was the main source of, of promo was the text graphics. I also started doing live streams, which I kind of cut back on a little bit because I was having a hard time staying on a schedule. So I'm going to adjust that for the next release. Been doing a lot of TikToks. I know I, listen, I'm not a TikTok person. I have a TikTok. Yes, I make videos, but I'm not the type of person like I'm not on TikTok all the time. I try not to be because otherwise I'll get addicted to those like for you page funny ass videos that I see. But TikTok is such a great place to to build an audience. So I post a lot of dance videos there. And I also, I did something that I thought I would never do. I created a TikTok dance to Sahara with one of my friends and I've been doing it every day. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this every day till it goes viral. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I really wanted people to catch on to it and, and do the dance. Like, you know, like they do the Doja Cat dance and those TikTok dances that go viral. Don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm trying to adapt to changes in the trends because TikTok is now, um, you know, a massive promo tool. So I do want to utilize it, but still trying to find my niche, still trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing on that app and, you know, working through that. So those were really the main sources of promo, the live streams, the, the graphics, the, uh, the TikTok videos and creating a TikTok dance. And the, you know what, the real big thing for me has always been just basic interaction. Like I just like talking to people. I get really bad at responding to people on Twitter. Twitter is definitely my main platform, but I do like to interact with people. Like on TikTok, I respond to, to every single comment because I just like hearing other people's thoughts. I like hearing their opinions. I like conversing with them. And with COVID, it's been pretty lonely. So getting the chance to do that online is super helpful. And I get to really delve into some really, really cool conversations with certain people. So the conversational aspect of Revive is pretty much the same as it was with my band or when I was doing solo stuff before and, and things like that. I like to maintain that level of personability. And I, I still expect to, to do that with Revive. So Sahara is out. And it is something that I'm really, really proud of. And I really hope that if you've listened to it, that, that you enjoy it. And, you know, I, I don't remember if I talked about this in the previous podcast episode or not, but I was really struggling at originally, I'm talking like last year, um, I was really struggling originally with the fact that, you know, people who listened to my old music, they, they, they might despise the new, the new stuff, you know, it might not be for them. And that's, that's totally okay. And that's something I totally understand because music is subjective and people like what they like and people don't like what they don't like. And that's, that's really as simple as it can be. And so knowing that I used to, you know, release rock music and now I'm releasing pop music, I said, you know, not everybody's going to like it. 
and that is okay and that is understandable and that is that is their their choice and that is totally okay and because I'm the same way with other stuff there have been Britney Spears records that I hated when she kind of switched up her sound a little bit like in the zone I was like what the fuck is this um but they do what they want and what makes them happy and what makes them feel creatively fulfilled and allows them a chance to grow as artists and individuals and creative minds so that's to me what Revive is so if people listened to other stuff that I did before and they, they're not into Revive, then, then that's totally cool. I still love that people are checking it out and giving it a chance. And and that's what to me is is going to be most important with this kind of thing is just people giving it a chance. And, um, and that alone just means literally the world to me. So that is Sahara. And my plan is to do singles for the time being. I do have a full plan written for like the next year or the rest of this year basically so there will be stuff coming soon but this single came out just a few days ago so I don't want to start delving into other stuff just quite yet but some things that are really helpful are listening on Spotify obviously Um, adding it to any playlists that you have on Spotify that's super helpful saving the song to your library that's super helpful posting it to your Instagram stories that obviously you know exposes the music to all of your followers as well so that that is always um a big help and any posts about it you know those are and and just any kind of interaction or spreading the word you know a lot of people think that to support their favorite artist whether it's someone who creates uh you know physical art or music or writes books or whatever a lot of people think that to support they need to spend money purchase something and that's not always the case exposure and just um, you know, exposure doesn't pay bills, but when it comes to music specifically, just shares and getting it into more ears and opening up more people to that artist, it does wonders. And it's something that I always really appreciated with Vista stuff was when people would like show their friends our music and I would be like, oh my God, like they really like it. And now they're showing their friends. This is so amazing. So that opens so many doors and so many ears, more than I can even explain. So those are all some ways to help, and um, I really hope you guys like the single. I know it's weird. The next one's even going to be, the next one's going to be fucking weirder, and I really hope you guys like that too, but we'll get into that in a few weeks here. So thank you guys so much for listening. Sahara is available on all digital platforms. I hope you dig it. If not, thank you anyway for checking it out, and I hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, do your part keep your mask on get a vaccine if you're able to and you want one um i hope that everyone's doing well and i will chat with you guys soon bye guys